This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, November 18th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing today? Doing good, buddy. It is uh, third day, a little exhausted from uh, late night last night. Uh, late night last night is not the same thing. <laughs> it was a late night last night. We because, can tell it was a late uh, night last night. Yeah, in in my uh, real outside of here job, I uh, I we are so behind on trucks. I don't know it's just between weather and stuff and. Thank God Colorado is getting a new depot in the new year, which should make life a lot better. Uh, but trucks have to travel through Wyoming, so you get the high gust winds, they get grounded, yada, yada, uh, all kinds of weird stuff. Well, anyways, we're something like 20, 20 trucks behind on stuff. Like We're to the point where we have no pro- – like we're out of a lot of product. You're going through pandemic shopping, uh, no toilet paper, no paper towels, everything, even – Right, even down to the bamboo toilet paper, and the Earth First is gone. But long story short, uh, got got a little overzealous, and I took uh, a record uh, for myself on an evening seven trucks, and it was way too big. Yeah, yeah, that's too much. I mean, uh, obviously, you know, one crew can only do so much, but uh, you know what? And I have a hell of a good crew, so if they're watching, I know a few of them do. I mean, without them, I couldn't do it, but. Oh man, and then it was a late night. So yeah, uh, yeah. well, and you have God, to get man. home. I told you like a whole segment story of how my night. Was. That's all right. <laughs> you have to wind down. You have to get ready for bed, and and then obviously oh, yeah. you get up at uh, well, what's nine o'clock your time, eight o'clock mine for uh, for the show for two hours. So uh, yeah, yeah. Every day I get up about eight twenty. I give it that ten minutes of laying in bed to just get your eyes open, and then once I get that morning text from you to make sure that I'm not power sleeping. So you know when like, that's the good gauge for those behind the scenes. Like if, if you guys get a best of, usually something's gone on that day. Uh, but uh, it, it's also if you randomly get a best of and we don't announce it, uh, it's probably because I didn't wake up or something. And yeah, it's either scrambled. it's either due to a technical issue or Tony slept through his alarm, which happens to be his rock block that you see behind him turned up to eleven. Um, yeah. So. Oh wait, I, it's the other point, right? Oh, anyways, the other side. But um, yeah, no, it's funny. It's uh, I actually never turn that on because it's too loud, and then I get the noise complaints. So I 
It's just more sits there to hold Baby Yoda and his uh, two little pop figures on him. There so. you go. You need one of those alarm clocks that uh, it has those like all terrain wheels on it, and as soon as the alarm goes off, it jumps off your side table, starts rolling around, so you have to actually get up and chase it down to turn it off. Yeah, absolutely. I need Jarvis, man. There you go, <laughs> sir. We need you to get up, and it just like was it was it the Jetsons that uh, they used to like. The bed would get up and it would push George out and it would just put his ass in the clothes. Like it would shower and brush teeth for him and put his ass in clothes and he'd already have a little cup of coffee, kiss Jay and get in his little spaceship. Yeah. That's what you need. Yeah. I do have, you know what, ready for a fun day. You know, you guys got all this extra random crap. Um, I'm looking forward to the question you're about to ask me, but before we do, how was yours? Uh, it was crazy. I mean, I've, it's a whole segment's worth of explanation all into itself. So uh, I won't go into it. I'm a little tired, needless to say. But uh, regardless, we are here. We're going to have a great show. But let's start things out the way we do each and every day with a question from my co-host. Tony, I'm going to ask you to take off your Denver Broncos hat and put on your hypothetical hat. Okay. There you go. All right. Say, for instance, uh, you're committing a crime and you realize that you are committing a crime at the wrong place. What do you do? <laughs> All right, see, stick them up. Oh, it's a porn shop. Ooh. <laughs> stick them up. No, I Grab as many fists as you can know. and run. Yeah, you know, what do you, it just depends on what you're doing, I guess. So the, the robbery, I don't know if you're robbing, so I guess if you're committing a crime in a wrong place, well... Number one, you're already stu- I'm already stupid for committing a crime. And number two, I'm extra stupid because I did it in the wrong place. And I can't wait to see what my fate is and what I just did. Well, so why don't you tell us what some idiot, probably out of Florida, has done? <laughs> Speaking of being an idiot, Spencer John Payne and Cedric Michael Sims were arraigned Wednesday in connection to two, two of them. violent home invasions. And now two oh, little testicles. <laughs> Two invasions is the key word here. According to authorities, the two men were accused of breaking into two houses, tying up and threatening the occupants. Police said it happened between 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. October 8th at two houses, one on Sharon Drive and one on Macomb Street. Police are still investigating who directed them to the homes as they believe the houses were targeted. Police say in the home on Macomb Street, the family, a single father with three children, ages 5, 13, and 17, were tied up with electrical cords and clothing around their hands and feet. Authorities said the two men realized they were in the wrong house, made a phone call, then went to the house next door on Sharon Drive. Police said the family was threatened with death if they called the police. At about 4 a.m., police said they broke into the house next door where they found nine people inside ranging from 3 to 62. None of them were tied up, but they were led around at gunpoint. Authorities said the two stole a backpack, money, and electronics, demanded driver's licenses of victims from both homes, and warned them not to call police. Still, they called. Police said they went back to the first house, apologized, untied the father, and told him not to untie the children yet. Residents found different places to stay until the two suspects were apprehended by police. So, uh, yeah, they made a mistake, and then they went back afterwards, untied them, and said, oh, we're so sorry. We didn't mean to rob you. We meant to rob somebody else. No, honest mistake. You know how that happens? I, <laughs> You know that bitch Jill down the road? Yeah, that's the gal that we went down. You, you know, I didn't realize your name was Joan. Like, yeah. It happens. Macomb Street, uh, your street, it's all the same. My bad. Wow, these 
these guys are idiots. They remind me of uh, like the Wet Bandits, you know. I was thinking that when I read the story. <laughs> yeah, jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You can't cure stupidity, but it makes for no, great content really, for the you show. You really can't, man. I thought at first before you got in, so the pair, I thought it was going to be funny. You were going to say they worked for like uh, the the same crime spree thing. Like maybe they were in a unit of people that do this, and like one tied up. Like these friends, like maybe one accidentally tied up the family member of that one friend or something dumb like that. <laughs> hey, I wouldn't put it past it. Why'd you tie up my grandma, dude? <laughs> Better that don't take the heirlooms. What are you doing? <sighs> Leave the hummels. Well, folks, yeah. we have a wonderful show lined up for you today. It is a Wednesday. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? Hump day, yeah. All right, it is Wednesday. Wednesdays are Words Are Hard Wednesdays because words are hard. We have a segment called Deleted Tweets. Our call-in topic today are the greatest movie plot twists ever. We have a segment called College Roommates. We end the show with This Day in History, and Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, November 18th. Now, we have a little thing we call the Phoenix Line. It is a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys, the watchers and listeners, an opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you robbed the wrong house and had to go back and apologize. We want to hear about it. Call the Phoenix Line at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, speaking of entertaining, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, November 18th, and here is your Filippo Semi-Fast Five. Matt Reeves' TV version of Gotham City is in need of a new showrunner. Terrence Winter, who created Boardwalk Empire and was tasked to write and serve as the showrunner on Reeves' TV spinoff for the upcoming movie, The Batman, has left the project over creative differences, according to The Hollywood Reporter. The HBO Max spinoff was picked up straight to the series back in July and was described as a companion show to go alongside 2020's big release of The Batman. So uh, hopefully that show ends up finding a a new showrunner that cares. I'll volunteer. I'll throw my hat into the ring. There you go. I care. Do it. Do it. I don't have the sound by for it. Do Do it. it. Um, Paramount Pictures and Hasbro Studios have found a director for their new Transformers film that is intended to... Reinvent the franchise. It has been announced that Creed II director Stephen Capel Jr. has been top tapped to helm the film, although according to Deadline, negotiations have yet to begin. Uh, that's a nice contradicting little story there, right? Right. That being said, he is the top choice among studio execs and producers, and a deal is expected to close in the coming weeks. Well, um, a reboot of a Transformer film's... Uh, I don't 
don't know. It could be done. Bumblebee wasn't that bad. Bumblebee was actually pretty good. Yeah, in fact, Bumblebee stuck closer to the original canon G1 you know, timeline than any of the Michael Bay films did. So uh, Yeah, I think as long as you keep away Michael Bay, I think you'd be good. And you got to keep the same voice of uh, Optimus Prime if you got Optimus. Yeah, you it, need though. Peter Cullen. I mean, it's, yeah, there's no ifs, ands, or buts That's about the that. voice. Yep. You're like, no matter who reboots it, how you make him look, whatever, he's got to be the voice. Yep. So, um, this holidays, the holidays are upon us, and Disney Plus is kicking off the season with a celebration uh, uh, from our favorite away, far away galaxy. This year, a brand new Star Wars holiday special has been released um, with an animated twist. Lucasfilm and Disney Plus announced the Lego Star Wars holiday special earlier this year and it's finally here while most disney plus originals arrive on fridays the holiday special released online yesterday morning so uh, if you want to watch the the lego star wars holiday special it's available to stream on disney plus trailer looked great it looked uh basically it showed ray went back in time to celebrate life day which is their uh, festivus day slash holiday right. um, and that's a take from the original very horrible oh, so star bad. wars holiday special yeah and uh it's in lego form it looks like it has the lego humor and uh i'm looking forward to watching it didn't uh up until doing the articles i didn't realize it was already out that i place. didn't either but looking forward to checking it out yeah it should be a fun weekend watch there yeah uh michael j fox has decided to retire from acting again uh, while he was pr- promoting his new memoir, if this is the end of my acting career, so be it. Um, obviously, he's still struggling with Parkinson's disease. He hasn't acted in a whole lot. And what I like is he's really he's done a lot of Back to the Future uh, pop-up appearances for that. And he's done a few cons here and there. But, uh, you know, his health is always the top priority. Uh, Michael J. Fox is fantastic. Um, I don't blame him if he doesn't act anymore. I mean... He can't be how he used to be. It's a little harder on him, so it makes sense. Yeah, and when you do see him pop up, it's a a special little treat. Yeah, absolutely. So when you do get him, it's good. Yeah, anytime you get him in those cameos as Marty, it is a little sad because it was kind of foreshadowing, right, Back to the Future 2. I mean, a little different, but he got that accident when when Needles called him Chicken. Yep. And he had those issues where he couldn't play his guitar anymore, so. Kind of sad, but nonetheless, still a great guy. And lastly, in sports news, Saints quarterback Drew Brees was injured on Sunday, and it's more serious than first believed. He has five fractured ribs and a collapsed lung from a hit he took. So uh, needless to say, he will be out for some time, and that's a little too bad for the Saints. You know, they're uh, definitely in the contendership area. Um, I don't know how long he's going to be out, but you know what? Health first. It's always – while it's great that he's a fantastic quarterback and I'm not a Saints fan, but, you know, for that team, it's – you always want safety first. And he's always fun to watch. Absolutely. Well, and we we don't get too many more of him. This this could be it, actually. This could be the last year. You never know. So, Um, speaking of knotted and surprisingly not retiring, even though it should be retired, and – if you watched Good Morning America last Friday, which mm, I don't know many people that watch Good Morning America, no offense, but hopefully uh, you're watching you did, us. You were gifted with some info, which now, if you're watching our show, I'm just going to gift that very same info back to you. So, All right. um, they are making a fifth lethal weapon. I, I don't know why, <laughs> and I'm a lethal weapon guy, but <laughs> they're making a fifth one. Mel Gibson was on the morning news program to promote Fat Man. Uh. 
Okay. I don't know what that is. Uh, when he dropped a bit of news, but he confirmed that him and Danny Glover will be reuniting. Um, it's in the works, and they confirmed that Richard Donner is working on the project with them, and it's and it is a go. Um, so the the old joke is I'm too old for this bleep in 1987's Lethal Weapon. Um, at the time, you know, Danny Glover was relatively young. Now Danny Glover is 74 and Mel Gibson is 64. <laughs> well, age is just a number. I, I just don't know where you're going to go. And it, it may be way too long in between breaks to make a fifth one. My opinion, I, I don't know how to feel about it. Uh, what do you feel? I know you're a big Lethal Weapon guy like myself. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think his new catchphrase is, I'm really too old for this sh- stuff but yeah, uh it. i hope they bring back chris rock and joe pesci and renee russo and and just yeah you know bring the whole cast back together sort yeah, of one you last that, hurrah you need, the, you need that 80s cheese saxophone in there too <laughs> exactly <laughs> either way it's coming and I'll, I'll watch it of course but i got a feeling like that may be getting into the bill and ted three realm of things where things people are a little too old in some yeah, spots yeah so. It might be a little rough. Um, someone who knows when to end it when uh, they've when they had a good run. Uh, Conan O'Brien's going to end his talk show hosting duties after 28 years. Um, Conan will officially come to an end in 2021, and he will now be doing a travel series. So he'll be doing a variety series on HBO Max, which is cool. Um, after 28 years, Conan O'Brien officially uh, is done with late night show life. Uh, O'Brien took over late night on NBC from David Letterman in 93, a position he held till 2009 when Jimmy Fallon took over the gig and O'Brien moved to the host, the tonight show for just a couple of months, which I get to say you and I got to see one of these very rare tonight shows with him as the host. And he was great complete without me getting in trouble with the uh, tonight show security. So (laughs) that's the story for another day for another time. But, uh, yeah, me and me and Tonight Show. I never got to see it with Jimmy Fallon, but I saw it with Jay at Jay Leto and Conan O'Brien with Christian, and both times uh, resulted in me and the uh, Tonight Show security yeah, some issues. So <laughs> I'm a bad boy with that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, the show on uh, TBS obviously has been declining. Of course, with COVID and no audience, it's it's gone down away from what it used to be. Now he only gets a little half hour segment show versus a talk show. Um, and you can tell he's just burned out with it. So yeah. he's going to see out his uh, contract through June, 2021. Then he'll be doing um, something called Conan with, without borders travel specials will actually be a variety series and a travel show on HBO max starting then. So his, his word was in 1993, Johnny Carson gave me the best advice in my career. As soon as possible, get on a streaming platform. He joked, obviously. <laughs> Johnny Carson would not have known about that back yeah. then. So. And Conan O'Brien has done some uh, travel specials, which were fantastic. Uh, he went to Cuba in one of them, and they're hilarious. So I, I think this will be sort of a, a nice you know, uh, injection of just some fresh content for him and uh, keeps him relevant and keeps him doing what he loves to do, make people laugh. Yeah, and I applaud him for doing a uh, late show because I mean you're out there against obviously Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel who are both very good at their jobs um, I don't know who does was it Craig Kilborn uh, not Craig Kilborn uh, who's the one that does the CBS one? Oh, um I don't 
don't even uh, know see, anymore. See what I mean? Like he's it, he's in there and I'm sure he's got stuff, but it's the, I mean, like you do have like it's uh, the, the, it's the British guy. guy is more popular than the main CBS one. Yeah. Yeah. Late Whoever, night- whoever's on the uh, the old uh, David Letterman one. Exactly. Yeah. Late night is what it used to late be. Late nights. No, definitely not. I think late night. I still find humor in both Jimmy Kimmel and uh, Jimmy Fallon. So yep. I, those are about the only two I follow. Anywho. Oh, it's uh, James Corden, but he's the one after. He's the late, late show. Exactly. I don't know who's the late show. Um, when I got a uh, text. Um it's Colbert, Stephen Colbert. That's okay. right. Yeah, see, but unfortunately, it, that just didn't pop. So <laughs> I'm not one of those viewers. Anywho's, I like to stretch these. I got a few more stories that I'll have to save for tomorrow because it's birthday time, kids. Let's boogie boogie. Oh, yeah, it's a lot of people's birthdays today. In fact, it is um, our friends. Uh, so basically, kind of like my nephew. Uh, it's Derek Shipley's birthday, so happy birthday, oh, hey, Derek. Derek. Yeah, you, you, you're not a celeb, but you're a celeb to us, and I know you're not watching the show, but if your dad is, he can tell you happy birthday. Uh, but in the celebrity world, it is Mr. McQueen, who is lightning, still crashing weddings, and still so hot right now. Mr. Owen Wilson is 51. Doug... From uh, Hangover, the other Doug, not the real Doug that went missing, and Day Day from the Friday series. Uh, Mike Epps is 49. Really didn't have much to tie with him. Uh, Mr. Red Sock, Big Poppy, David Ortiz is 44. One of uh, Christian and I's favorite guitarists and seemingly one of the most chill guys with the lightest friendly voice. Mr. Kirk Hammett is, uh, of Metallica is 57. Uh, son of Homie the Clown and star of Happy Endings and New Girl, Damon Wayne's Jr. is 37. Hey, Hamilton. Hey, Hamlin. Nice PJs. You see those commercials on Sunday uh, yeah. for uh, Domino's? Yeah. Well, Denny Hamlin, NASCAR racer, is 39. I only threw that in because I see that. Hey, Hamlin. Nice PJs. <laughs> PJs? Yeah. Uh, from Huntington Beach, California, slapping the base, Mr. Avenged Sevenfold, Johnny Christ is 35. Don't know his real name, but his stage name is Johnny Christ. And hey, 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 what is going on here? Mr. Belding is 69, a.k.a. his nice. real name is Dennis Haskins, and he has not been asked to come back for the Say by the Bell reboot that starts next week. Or is it this week? I don't know. I'll let you know. That's your celebrity birthdays. That's your celebrity news for November 18th. (laughs) Folks, that does do it for the entertainment news. When we come back, it's Wednesday, and words are hard. Don't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. We'll be back in just a few minutes. After these messages, we'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, November 18th. Now we are all over social media with many of you watching us right now on Facebook Live or YouTube Live as we speak. 
I can be reached on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K. Phoenix with an F. Radio, of course, with an R. Or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.sanfilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four. Or on Instagram at Tony.sanfilippo81. Now it is Wednesday, and as we do on Wednesdays, we like to explore the English language, the uh, ridiculousness of it, and how people mistreat it. Yes, it is time for Words Are Hard. Shut up, the <laughs> I, I love that soundbite every week. It's, it gets me to chuckle. There's a few of those on here. I say it every time. That's one of them. It's always great when you can get a classic cartoon character to swear. Yeah. <laughs> we got it. There's that one with uh, Lionel from Thundercats. Like, Thunder! Thunder! Oh! Ooh. And, uh, yeah, there's, there, it's out there, and it's really him. It, it was an outtake, and he screwed up his line or something, and he totally said OS. Ooh, so, I, might, I might have to uh, find that one. It, it exists. <laughs> it's there. Well, folks, words are hard, and uh, you know what else is hard about words? Spelling. You know, spelling is important. Obviously, when it comes to text messages, uh, every once in a while, autocorrect intervenes, but uh, most of the time, it's just or a flat text. out mistake. Or you deal with Tony's uh, voice texts, which are about a mile long, no punctuation, and uh, nope. it, it attempts to figure some words out, but in many cases, that's not so much the case. So, <laughs> yeah, it's embarrassing to go back and read it. In the moment, you're like, cool, it caught everything. Nope. Get butchered about yeah, a good chunk of that. Yeah, yeah. But luckily, I know Tony well enough that 99% of the time I understand what he's trying to say, regardless of what Siri translates it to be. So, mm-hmm. with that being said, I'm going to run down some uh, exchanges where uh, spelling wasn't their strongest suit. For instance, uh, here's a text exchange for somebody who, uh, uh, you know, the original poster says, How old are you when you have a bar, bar mistaba? person replies back, huh? He says, Bar Mustafa. He says, Jewish celebration. Reply back, 13. Boy, did you mangle the spelling on that? And he says, how is it spelled? Yeah, Bar Mustafa is not a uh, Bar Mitzvah or Bat Mitzvah, depending on uh, what gender you are. Bar Mitzvah, my Bar Mitzvah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's definitely always a interesting one right there, right? Exactly. Uh, here's one that uh, I wonder if uh, Freud came up with this. Text says, shut the F up. I don't like you. Get over your egotistical self. <laughs> well, you know, if you're being a testicle to your egotistical self, I mean, you know. <laughs> well, apparently, you know, with Freud, there was the id and the ego. The ego must be the male side of that because apparently it has a testicle. At least one, if not Ooh. two. <laughs> you just reminded me of uh, one of the uh, Cheech and Chung's, I'm Eddie Testicle, E-E, man. Eddie Testicle. <laughs> oh, we have man. kids that watch this show. That's great. That, that's, a, that's a flash room. Hey, we're, we're, we're helping parents out by letting them have it's, those it's, hard conversations. They're not saying testicle. They're saying tentacle. You know, Baby Yoda, he was eating that squid thing and it had a tentacle on the side of his face. Yeah. yeah. What was up with that this that, week? That's what oh, we mean. Weird. <laughs> All right, moving on with words are hard. <laughs> this one's actually on Reddit. It says, "What is an all? What is an all tomato?" Response back: Do you mean ultimatum? Can you describe it? Use it in a sentence. Give them an all tomato. Yeah, pretty sure they mean ultimatum. 
Tony, have you ever been mm-hmm. given an all tomato? An all tomato, yes. And uh, they snuck it in my pasta and buried it under the sauce so I didn't see it. And then when I took a bite of my all tomato, I nearly gagged. <laughs> uh, here's one where, uh, you know, again, the, I, I think Siri may have screwed this one up, autocorrect perhaps. Says, I think you should be in school. The response back is, I had an orthodontist opponent. Original poster says, well, did you win? Yeah, I, I guess uh, orthodontists have to battle it out to uh, to who gains superiority. Who knows? But uh, this person had an orthodontist opponent. Moving on with words are hard. Tony, how much nicotine is in one cigarette? Well, I'm gonna say there's probably about uh, five cents worth. Yeah, yeah. I would say yeah. more so than a. Uh, uh, a penny prebubescent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one is is oh, so good, folks. We're talking words are hard. <laughs> you know, there are some people who have just a hard line on drugs, but of course, what they consider drugs, you know, to one person might be something completely different to somebody else. They said, "If you smoke marinara, feel free to unfriend me." To which point the response is, I only smoke mozzarella. And somebody else says, tripping balls on some ranch right now. <laughs> <sighs> I love words. I love words. I do too. And they are hard. Man. They are hard. Tripping balls on ranch. Wow. It's some amazing ranch. Hey, it's better than smoking marinara, apparently. Yeah. Hey, oh. I man, I got some marinara sauce and some ranch. <laughs> we have a pizza party, man. Tony, you got to be careful about your health. For instance, uh, this person on Reddit says, uh, what is tattoo diabetes? My aunt just told me she has tattoo diabetes and Google doesn't find anything. Of course, the response back is uh, type two, not tattoo. Yeah, tattoo, uh, tattoo diabetes. That's why I got a tattoo and I got some diabetes on tattooing when I was down at the most Eisley Cantina. <laughs> Tony, when you go to a steakhouse, what do you like to order? Mm, everything that's just safe, you know, just, just the warm, cuddly, that's good in my tum-tum. <laughs> well, uh, for this person, they thought uh, that their parents were going to the steakhouse and are probably going to buy a flaming young and a cake. Not a flaming young, a filet mignon. Flaming young and cake down at the safe house. We, you know, it's the happy safe house exactly. on the corner of Fifth and Vine. <laughs> and folks, finally, in words are hard. Here's something that looks like it could have been on the door of maybe say a Costco or a Walmart. It's a sign that said "card only, no cash back." Sorry for the incontinence. Apparently, uh, the store is giving them <laughs> diarrhea. But uh, you know what? Words are hard and, you know, Cha-cha. inconvenience, incontinence. Sounds similar, but very different. Folks, when we come back, we are headed into the final segment of the first hour with a segment we're calling Deleted Tweets. Don't go anywhere. Get 
everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, November 18th. And while we're heading into the final segment of the first hour, there is still plenty ahead in our second hour. We're having fun. But if you did miss a portion of the show, want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it is easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends because sharing is caring. In this segment, wanted to talk about deleted tweets. Tony, on social media, have you ever posted something and then um, either immediately or almost immediately, immediately regretted it and uh, decided, you know what, I should probably pull that down. But knowing that it may just live forever, if somebody screen captured it, uh, whatever it may be, but uh, you, you've had to delete a tweet, for lack of a better term. Yeah, never, never a tweet because um, I'm not a big. I like reading. I have Twitter, and I love it to read everybody else's stuff. And I usually will retweet stuff, but I, I don't chime in. So Twitter, no. Same with Instagram, no. I'm sure younger me, Facebooking, uh, yeah. Sometimes, um, yeah. Like if you look at some of my older posts and memories, I don't know what the hell because back then it used to be like Twitter. You didn't put pictures up. You just had a status that was all right. you had on Facebook right. originally. So I would say somewhere uh, in the uh, like 10 years ago, probably nothing that's going to come back and bite me in the butt. Like if I became a, a powerful person or something, yeah, no, you know, no, no Kevin Hart. Yeah. No Kevin Hart tweets. Yeah, that old, uh, you'll never find a racist tweet or an offensive thing. Like <laughs> you might find me loving the Broncos, hating the Broncos. Like, this last week was the most scathing like post I've put in years. That's about <laughs> it. But uh, yeah, I but my early days in MySpace, yes, uh, I badmouthed a, another manager, and I went to a different Costco. But that came back and bit me in the ass because I was trying to move up at the time, and and it resurfaced, and I, it didn't slow my career down. But I got a talking to, and from that day, I learned a lesson. Uh, young um, and my then boss Joe told me he's like well you know a representation of you if you want to be a leader this kind of stuff you can't be doing it follows you and uh, and it was a printout of MySpace I had no idea <laughs> I just thought it was like a, a post I did and, and we didn't use names but you knew who we were talking about and uh, me and another manager that transferred to this store got pulled in it was nuts so well, the good news is that uh, nobody's on MySpace anymore, so the chances of those following you around are are, are pretty slim. But you yeah. know, with celebrities, occasionally I don't even know how to get on there. <laughs> occasionally, they have to put stuff, you know, take stuff down after putting stuff up, and and uh, it just doesn't work out. You know, luckily Tony and I are about uh, lowest of the total poll, probably Z minus list celebrities, so we don't have to worry about too much. But uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, for the bigger <laughs> names, they certainly do. So going to run through some celebrity deleted tweets, and uh, some are just embarrassing. Some are uh, are just not right. But uh, in this case, you've got, and again, spelling matters. Tyra Banks put, 
And that moment you release your bobbies from Bart from broad jail. Uh, apparently, she's talking about releasing some uh, British police. Let the bobbies hit the floor. Let the bobbies hit the floor. Let the bobbies hit the. And this, this of course, goes back to proofreading. If you're going to post something, proofread what you're going to post. Otherwise, you get something like releasing your bobbies from broad jail. Tyra <laughs> Banks has not had a good 2020, man. She stepped in the role of Tom Bajaram, and it's just it's been all downhill since then. I'm not a big Tyra Banks fan to begin with, but who knows? Yeah, a lot of people are not. Moving on, uh, do you know a celebrity named Bebe or BB Rexa? <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite. Bebe Rexa. No, I gotta look this person up. I have no idea who it is. Uh, she's got a blue check mark and uh, looks like probably a model, but. Uh, she was responding back to somebody's tweet that said, if you had a chance to time travel, where will you go? Her response, I would go to Paris, 1940s. Apparently she's really into World War II because uh, Paris was certainly the place to be <laughs> during the 1940s if that was the case. Never seen this chick. She's apparently a pop star, but uh, never seen her. That's news to me. Oh, me good too. for you. Uh, the only thing I, I have heard her on there, I no, she has a songwriting credit on Eminem's single "The Monster." Okay, okay. all right. I've heard the song. Here's but, a uh, here's a name you have heard of, Rihanna. Uh, this is one where mm -hmm. it's, it's just vindictive. Uh, obviously, you know you don't want to start any beef. Any uh, uh, you know, I like beef. I like I like Arby's roast beef. <laughs> one ham and cheese. All right, uh, Rihanna says. <laughs> Since we spill in tea, Beyonce, I effed your husband. Boom. I can see why Ooh, she may have pulled that one. That's down. savage. Umbrella, Ella, Ella. <laughs> Damn, well, here's the thing. When you say that text, it's, okay, well, there's your insult. Okay. But the problem is, is when you effed her husband, it was before he was her husband so whoopity doo it's not a bird like I'm sure Beyonce she did a Foxy Cleopatra number with some other people dude like who gives a rat's ass yeah yeah. ooh we dated the same person ooh oh my god we kissed the same girl it's unbelievable lips taste like cherry chapstick it was crazy Moving on with deleted tweets, Tony, here's one from your <laughs> love of your life, Taylor Swift. She says, I just used a Sharpie as eyeliner in the airplane bathroom. I, I can see where she would maybe want to pull that down, maybe not want to admit uh, using uh, Sharpie for eyeliner or, uh, you know, on, on uh, voter ballots. Oh, wait, no, that's yeah. that's a completely different issue. That's a whole other thing. Yeah, may have well in a pinch, but for her, I'm surprised she would be in a pinch where she wouldn't have eyeliner. Like, I uh, just think she would have that ready but <laughs> hey i mean i don't know if that's something i'd admit i guess but uh you know it's not a bad idea i might have to use tay tay and like if i keep letting this thing grow there's a lot of little whites you Just can't see that are growing right here fill in the maybe uh fill in the blank <laughs> hey my girl tay tay does it she so i might as well Moving on with deleted tweets, here's one where, uh, you know, maybe the the future you, or sorry, the past you didn't foresee the future you. <laughs> Haley Baldwin obviously deleted this tweet because at some time back in the past, actually 2011, she put, I don't care what anyone says, but Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez together is the definition of a teenage dream. 
well, that's that's her current husband. So uh, <laughs> yeah, wow, yeah, that's a teenage dream. <laughs> yeah, well, you wouldn't think back then, but that is pretty dang funny. Yeah, I should put that in the world. I should start doing posts like that, and then see if I end up with that girl. Ooh, sort of uh, oh, self. It's kind of hard if if you said we're Z list, and that's a long. That's a long that's a long wall to climb. I don't know. Right, right. Maybe maybe you aim for D list and then work your way up from there. Yeah. <laughs> it's all fitting. Like in three years I'm dating Taylor Swift. <laughs> uh, here's one where uh, expectation wasn't quite reality. Um, again, a celebrity I've never heard of named Rita Ora says, Drop in my new song Monday if this gets a hundred thousand retweets. Of course, uh, when you look at the retweet count, it got one thousand three hundred and eighty one. So uh only about 10% of where she was, sorry, 1% of where she was trying to get to. So, <laughs> Yeah, just, I need 300,000 retweets. Now, I never understood that. Like, if they got that many retweets, is that because her followers get bigger and all that stuff? I, I, yeah. I would assume yeah. so, because people always do that. If I could get, like, this many retweets, I'll do this. Well, not only that, but if she was waiting for 100,000 retweets, that song's never being released. No. <laughs> oh, speaking of celebrities with uh, first world problems, especially this guy who's uh, about as crazy as it gets. Kanye West says, I specifically ordered Persian rugs with cherub imagery. What do I have to do to get a simple Persian rug with cherub imagery? Ugh. Boy, that guy's got so many screws. Yeah, you loose. know, he's 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 going to be on the ballot for 2024, man. <laughs> That guy really did not put a real good effort. See, I don't understand. How the hell did he even get on the ballot this year? I, I, you you have to get so many people to sign a petition, and apparently in some states he did. So, uh, yeah. Moving on with uh, deleted tweets. I guess it was Colorado because he was on ours. Here's one from Jessica Simpson that I can't necessarily disagree with, but I understand why she pulled it because she is a uh, famous figure. She says, Dear elderly man at the gym, it's hard for me to keep composure whilst punching at chipmunk seed when your ball sack spills out of your wind shorts. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that, people. That's pretty... Well, he probably knew Jessica Simpson was behind him. I show Jessica my balls. I show Jessica my balls. <laughs> hey, you like that ball sack, yeah? I think everybody would. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and speaking of which, uh, you know, maybe if Jessica Simpson was behind you, you have Joel Osteen, of course, the uh, famous televangelist says. Yeah. A true friend walks in when everybody else walks out. A true friend doesn't rub it in when you make a mistake. They rub it out. <laughs> Whoops. Whoopsies. Folks, that does it for the first hour. When we come back, we've got the interactive portion of the show. Today's topic, greatest movie plot twists ever. Beast. Enjoy the long break. We'll see you guys in about seven minutes. Fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s.
can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Radio show. It is Wednesday, November 18th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my co host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how are things going there? Luckily, we had the uh, rain just stop, the sun's starting to poke out now, and it looks like it'll actually be a pretty nice day. That's good. We got uh, partially cloudy skies here at Fort Collins. Uh, a little on the cold side, but uh, we're supposed to get some uh, snow and all that good stuff this weekend, apparently. So. And that was your Phoenix you know, weather report. Yeah. No, but I'm doing good. Well, you asked, but you rolled with weather, and yeah. uh, I just gave you the weather here. And uh, it's all the same. You know, it's uh, still doing good. It's hour number two. Got a smoothie. It's the same old every day. It's like yeah. Groundhog Day. Yeah. Really yeah. Same. Uh, same day, different topics. Speaking of topics, mm-hmm. this is the interactive portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners, which is why we have you chime in the day before. We'll give you the topic, let you know what the next day's topic is so you can call the Phoenix line, our 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line. Let us know your thoughts on what that topic might be. The number for the Phoenix line, 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. And you have the added bonus that if you do leave a message on the Phoenix line for one of our call-in topics, you are entered into a chance for our prize contest, as we like to call it now. Uh, Chance to win Phoenix fan gear, including a Phoenix media hat t-shirt maybe a couple other goodies and i think uh, by friday we'll probably do the next drawing for that in any case you can also chime in not eligible for the prize contest but uh, you can chime in on our facebook page at facebook.com forward slash christian phoenix radio on our live video for the topic and again today's topic is the greatest movie plot twists ever Tony and I are big movie fans, and some of our favorite movies are movies that uh, you don't see the ending coming. It's just out of left field. Uh, For me, I actually studied film. I went to film school. Um, You know, we took classes on film theory and things like that. And uh, I have the advantage and disadvantage of, in a lot of cases, sort of seeing where things are going before they ever happen, uh, knowing how it's going to end. And I love being pleasantly surprised with a huge plot twist that I didn't see coming. Tony, let's go ahead and start with you. What movie do you think had the greatest plot twist ever? Who greatest ever? Well, I mean, you got to go with, uh, you know, the most shocking and common one, of course, uh, I would say is going to be the sixth sense, right? Like at the end you watch, you can only watch that movie one time because of the whole fact that once you know how it ends, then you can't go i mean you could go back one more time just to kind of catch the little things you may have missed but after that it kind of loses the shock and awe but the whole time like with bruce willis being dead the entire time and spoiler alert Joel osmond actually seeing <laughs> ghosts well i figure at this point people have seen it right. so i hope you have it spoiler alert he's dead um but that was the first big shocking one man that that was huge i mean i was trying to think of like more recent ones uh 
but uh, I always hog this part, so I don't want to hog your time. But uh, I'm just going to go with the sixth sense as the biggest one. And if we got time, I'll chime in later with another. I don't want to steal the time like I usually do. Well, that's all right. Yeah, Sixth Sense was a great movie. And, of course, you know, that is a movie that, uh, you know, you can only watch for the first time once, as you had mentioned. But if you go back and rewatch it, you can actually pick up and see it through completely different eyes knowing what the outcome is which is fantastic for me the and one of my favorite movies of all time oh yeah unfortunately directed by a sexual predator and starring a sexual predator which is very sad um talking the usual suspects directed by brian singer starring kevin spacey but uh great great movie great cast and of course, you know, the reveal at the end that uh, this entire story was essentially made up. You know, there were certain facts that, uh, you know, Verbal Kint uh, uh, danced around. But for the most part, he made the entire thing up. And then when he goes from walking out of the precinct with the limp to walking straight and it's revealed that he was Kaiser Soze the whole time. I mean, I, I, I still get goosebumps from it. And it's only a movie. You know, it's... Uh, it was just amazing the way it was crafted, the way that uh, they made it all work to the point that uh, they could drop this bomb at the end that nobody saw coming. Yeah, the fantastic movie. Um, you always go with uh, horror movies too, you know. There's there's a, a lot of recent ones. Uh, you know, the one I was going to say, I didn't want to say it in case you said it, so... Uh, but uh, the most recent one I was going to say was Get Out. That took me a while to watch that. Um, and when I finally did, because I was like, well, it's just basically, you know, it's these white people that are racist against the black boyfriend, you know, only to learn, like, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, you might want to maybe la 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 or something right now. <laughs> but at the end, it's like, it's it, it's just people that keep using the brain of an older person to keep staying alive, and they have to. And the whole point is the girl has to lure these guys there so they could take a fresh brain so he could stay alive. He has to keep moving into a younger body to stay alive. It was crazy. I, hella didn't think of that was gonna happen. I thought it was just a racist dude. So yeah, that man. was the, probably one of the most recent films I've watched. Where I was like, oh, okay, well, that's different. <laughs> and the fact that they picked African Americans for their uh, athletic ability and and you know things that they saw as uh, um, advantages to a new body, uh, you know, sort of helped set a social scene that you know obviously Jordan Peele's movies uh, uh, tend to do. But yeah, he's uh, got good twists. Yeah. Like his like M Night Shyamalan, Shyamalan a Ding Dong has always a twist. <laughs> it you know, but Peels are like they're. They're different, man. Yeah, yeah. Definitely different. Great movies. Those were our picks. Now we want to hear from you guys. We're going to head into our break, but feel free to chime in on the comment section of our Facebook uh, video at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Let us know what your choice is for the greatest movie plot twist of all time. Folks, when we come back, it's all about you. So don't touch that dial. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. 
Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, November 18th. We are smack dab in the middle of our call-in topic where we want you guys to interact with us. Today's subject is the greatest movie plot twist of all time. It looks like Tony was so excited about it, he may have spilled his smoothie no, all over his floor. The smoothie spilled all over my carpet, so bear with me. I'm going to be a part of the segment, but I got to clean this up because it's going to stay in the carpet. Ooh, yeah, so you don't I have that. to. I got to work on that. So you keep rolling. I'm still right here to be a part of the show. I'm going to chime in, but those watching. I'm not going to really be on screen a lot. I'm yeah. sorry. And Tony, uh, you, we know it's an exciting topic, but uh, you know you don't have to go spill your smoothie over it. So it is one of those things. But folks, we do want to hear from you. Feel free to chime in on our comment section on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Just go to the live video, comment there about the greatest movie plot twists of all time. And then, uh, you know, Tony may be back in case, uh, you know, one of our friends decided to text in with their pick. But uh, they did. So I can do it. (laughs) And I'll chime in. I'm so sorry. This is just more. Unfortunately, (laughs) I have to take care of this is a little more important. I'm sorry. Uh, Um, The joys of live radio. Yeah, the Yendra's chimed in, and uh, they wanted to say The Village, uh, M. Night Shyamalan, um, had a really good plot twist to it. Uh, and the very first Saw uh, was really good because at the end, the big twist was the one other, the dead body the whole time wasn't actually a dead body. Do you want to play a game? Yeah, and actually, and also, oh, Saw you, was, you, 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 you vamp, and I'll have, a, I'll have that. <laughs> Saw was going to be one of my picks. Um, you know, I, I love the Saw franchise, even though the odd numbered ones tend to be better than even numbered ones, but they all interrelate. But I still remember seeing that first one, which was still a relatively low-budget movie. And, of course, they didn't expect it to take off. And then the fact at the very end when uh, John Kramer, Jigsaw himself, you know, stands up. He was the dead body in, the, uh, in that nasty-ass bathroom the whole time uh, was just mind-blowing. You know, the fact that he had orchestrated this whole thing and he was in the room the whole time. Uh, love that idea. Love that plot twist. And, again, it's something I never quite saw coming. So... Uh, I love it when horror movies can do that. Folks, feel free to chime in with your pick for the greatest movie, Plot Twists of All Time. Um, another movie that uh, I remember watching as a kid, it really didn't hit me as much as it would have now just because I really didn't understand it. I was always more in awe of the cheesy makeup effects, but uh, Planet of the Apes. You know, oh, yeah. Charlton Heston, you know, his over-the-top, damn dirty apes. But... The reveal at the end that uh, he wasn't actually on a alien planet. He was on the planet Earth. And, of course, you know, rides up to find half of the Statue of Liberty sitting on the beach, sticking out of the sand. And uh, it was actually sort of a dystopian future that, uh, you know, the apes, apes have taken over. And humans were no longer, uh, you know, the dominant species. Again, would have had bigger impact if I hadn't seen it as a kid. But, uh, you know, it, it was still a a a jarring movie plot twist and of course the tim burton one never quite lived up to that same level uh though i'm gonna give you world-class knuckle sandman (laughs) mark Wahlberg. um but the more recent matt reeves movies have been fantastic so I, i enjoyed watching those uh a kid's movie that had a plot twist that many people didn't see coming was uh disney pixar's coco Fantastic movie. That's another one that uh, certainly makes you tear up. Never saw that one. 
Really? Oh. Yeah, never seen the Coco. You know, I'm a little uh, conflicted now whether or not to give away the ending or uh, let you watch it. No, you can talk about it and give it. Okay, all right. So eventually it's, you know, uh, uh, Coco, not Coco, but uh, the boy uh, basically, uh, you know, travels to the land of the dead to find his long lost uh, uh, dad who's... um, uh, guitar had been taken and it's this magical musical instrument and uh, was this famous singer songwriter until it's revealed that the uh, sort of the hobo character that was helping him out was uh, actually his father uh, father grandfather you know I'm butchering it so I'm going to let you watch it Tony because uh, I'm just ah. going to move on <laughs> okay uh, whatever you'd like to do for that that's fine I mean it looks great. It's a Pixar film. Looks great, but never saw it. <laughs> and folks, if you're just now tuning in, that uh, gopher that keeps popping up is Tony. Uh, he did spill his smoothie on the floor, so. Oh, and it's flipping almost like carpet too, dude. It's this sucks. And of course, it was probably full of strawberries and other berries that. Uh, Bright purple. It was all berries. <sighs> it's like Captain Crunch. Oops, all berries. Smoothie, too. I've never knocked it over before. That's the first time. <laughs> but uh, while Tony does his gopher routine, we'll move on with the greatest movie plot twists of all time. And of course, you guys can feel free to chime in on our Facebook page in the comment section at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Now, one of the uh, greatest psychological thrillers, horror movies of all time, going back to 1960, was Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho where this is a movie I did see when I was older. Obviously, didn't see it as a little kid, but even then, the plot twist at the end uh, was shocking enough that I didn't see it coming. You know, obviously, Norman Bates is uh, is a little bit of a mama's boy. He uh, does whatever mama says and obviously kills whoever mama desires to be dead until it's revealed at the end that mama has been dead the entire time. She's nothing but bones in a wig in a rocking chair and... Uh, Everything is essentially just in Norman Bates' mind. And uh, I remember that being shocking and uh, thrilling all at the same time. Yeah, I got a feedback from uh, Lacey on that one uh, <clears throat> when we talked about uh, Ed Gein Ed the Gein, other day. Yeah. It's just kind of her knowledge uh, for serial killer stuff is freaky. It's like your knowledge of directors and actors and who is in what. Um yeah, I'm like winded from cleaning up. <laughs> got your like, workout in. For I got the day. my workout in in between. Ah, uh, sorry, not gonna be a good day, I don't think. But nonetheless, uh, that was a uh, crazy thing at the end, like with the with the dead mall. Yeah, but apparently, like that was based and inspired off real stuff. So, well, and some of the best fiction is based in reality. So. Uh... Mm-hmm. Moving on with, here's a more recent one that, uh, you know, people could be talking about as far as greatest movie plot twists of all time, Fight Club, where it's revealed that uh, this entire time, Ed Norton and, uh, 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 boy, why am I? Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Woo. Yeah, <laughs> I, and I'm it's, st- it's okay. I'm staring say, at his Mike face. Mike and Lacey chimed in on that one, too. Mm-hmm. They gave me quite a few, but uh, yeah. This was one of theirs as well. Exactly. But that uh, Ed Norton and Brad Pitt, 
were both Tyler Durden, one in the same, split personalities. And, uh, you know, again, you go back and you watch just like The Sixth Sense and pick out the points where, you know, he was more of the Brad Pitt character and, you know, didn't realize what he was doing as Ed Norton. And then, of course, you know, you had those intercut little frames that uh, they talked about uh, throughout the movie that, uh, you know, with the cigarette burn right before it changes reels. And, of course, you know, you would get that single frame of a uh, of a male phallus just popping up there to surprise you. Yeah, that was <laughs> random. But, but it, I mean, it did tie into the movie because they did, uh, like... He was splicing Brad. Well, his version when he was Brad Pitt was splicing stuff into movies. So it was kind of funny that it just burned in random. <laughs> Lacey also chimed in on our Facebook comments. Uh, again, one of the, the biggest ones in sci-fi of all time was the uh, reveal that Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's father, uh, that he hadn't killed Anakin Skywalker. Rather, he was Anakin Skywalker. And uh, I've mentioned it, you know, before that... Uh, I took my boys recently to go watch that on the big screen. And that reveal, even though I've seen it probably hundreds of times, it still would give me goosebumps just, you know, seeing that as it plays out. Yeah, it was, I mean, when you're a kid, like when I was a little kid, I didn't really care. I was just like, why is he screaming like a little girl? (laughs) But when you're, you know, when you understand, like, Oh well, Darth Vader's like the big, the biggest of the bads of you know, like of, of all the galaxy, and and you're grown to think that your dad is this good guy, and and while he was a good guy at one point, this is now who he is. And you well, have to accept it. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of kids want to follow in their father's footsteps, and in this case, if he had followed in his father's footsteps, that would have meant turning to the dark side, which uh, obviously he didn't want to do, uh, even though there were some great. Uh, you know, uh, alternative books that uh, show Luke going to the dark side. That would have been a fun plot to explore. Yeah, absolutely. And then finally, with greatest movie plot twists of all time, a movie that we watched during the Halloween season, PG-13, great horror movie, The Others, with Nicole Kidman. Um, Others? Others. You know, it's a it's a typical sort of haunted house thriller, but of course, the big plot twist on the at the end is the fact that they were the ones who were haunting the house, and uh, who they thought were the ghosts were the real people that were living there, and uh, you know, sort of a, a great twist of fate, and uh, done in a way that didn't need an R rating. That's good. Anytime you can get away with that and get more eyes on your product, always a good thing. Exactly. Well, folks, that does it for this interactive portion of the show with greatest movie plot twists of all time. Tomorrow we have a call-in contest, so we want to invite you guys to head over to our phoenixmedia.us forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Fill out the contest entry form, and we'll pull one name to compete against Tony in what we're calling Tony Beatdown. I'm going to throw some uh, trivial pursuit-type knowledge at Tony and whoever his contestant is, and the winner wins a wonderful prize. So, that should be fun. Uh, yeah. There yeah. will be no smoothie sitting right here prior to that. <laughs> so uh, no Phoenix line for tomorrow's, but like I said, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio Show and uh, fill out the contest entry for a chance to play Tony beat down. Folks, when we come back, we have a segment called College Roommates. Don't go anywhere. Tony's going to finish cleaning up, and we're going to be back in about three minutes.
Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Hey, we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, November 18th. Now, we talk about it a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix Line, a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. You know how it works. You leave a message after the beep. You don't even have to speak with a live human being. Nope. And it's typically how we do our call-in topic for the next day. However, tomorrow's is a call-in contest. So, again, we're urging you to head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash Radio show filling out the form there. But if you want to leave a message on the Phoenix line, well, you can do that. Numbers toll-free from anywhere in the world, 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All that we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We will compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, in this segment, I wanted to talk about college roommates particularly college roommate horror stories. Um, you know, when you go to college, you're, you're whisked away in many cases to a place you're unfamiliar with. You're paired up with a roommate, uh, especially if you're in the dorms, that you've never met before. You don't know what each other's living styles are like, what their preferences are, or how big of a slob they might be. But uh, you know what? It's one of those life lessons. Super snob! Yep, that you just have to learn. Now, Tony, I know you didn't necessarily have a college roommate, but you've had numerous roommates over the years. Any particular story come to mind of uh, something that didn't quite sit right with you when it came to your roommate? Um, I used to just... I've only had one kind of annoying roommate i've never had a bad roommate per se like i've never had a messy or uh disrespectful roommate you know obviously uh when you live with a roommate with kids kids come with the territory the kids are going to be kids they're going to be loud they're going to get into things they're going to um you know do stuff they're going to suck up your internet bandwidth yeah yeah um but uh but as but we had one roommate he used to like he would get into your food sometimes but oh i'll I'll pay you back so i just ask you don't have to you know don't just get into the food like that just that's that's kind of annoying and then it's like when you'd be watching tv um could could you turn the tv down and then you turn it down to be respectful of course you know because i i'm a little harder of hearing so it probably is a little loud (laughs) <laughs> so I turn it down super low. We're talking like under 10, you know, volume 10, no surround sound. Um, I can still hear the TV. <laughs> like I, I had the, I had the one. Yeah. yeah. So the, the the TV telling me to turn down the TV where I couldn't even hear it pissed me off. And uh, the getting into my food used to piss me off. But uh, yeah. other than that, I've been fortunate and lucky uh, with any roommate I've had. The, uh, they've been clean, respectful, and uh, good. Yeah, and I'm, you know, just like any other long-term or semi-long-term relationship, it's best to set expectations up front. You know, just have a conversation, yeah. talk about, you know, hey, these are the things that really bug me. Here's what I'm very particular about. Here's my coming and going patterns. And as long as everybody understands it, you know, it's it, it ends up being okay. Now, I had a college roommate who uh, one thing he didn't warn me about was his uh, night terrors, and he would actually interact uh, in the middle of the night, uh, for instance, I walked in 
one night he sat up straight in bed, looked at me and said, what are you doing here? Get out, get out. And then went right back to bed. Didn't remember it, started yelling at me, but uh, obviously I I don't think it was aimed at me in particular. He just uh, was having some weird night terror. Whoa, yeah, that'd be weird. (laughs) That would be strange. Well, running down a list of some uh, college roommate nightmares, uh, not that type of nightmare, but uh, other ones. You have uh, this user, Colleen D9, who says, I caught my roommate having sex with her boyfriend on my bed. Oh, yeah. Oh, it happened to be the day I came home from my beloved grandmother's memorial service. So, uh, yeah, way, way to just rub that one in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's one that... Oh, uh, I like how you got that rub one in there. <laughs> Here's one that, uh, you know, Tony, you've been known to um, make urinals around uh, any part of the world. Mm-hmm. says, my roommate piled miscellaneous items on my face while I was sleeping, and when I unburied myself and sat up, I noticed she was peeing on my bed. Completely confused and in shock, Ooh. I quickly climbed off the bed and said, do you need me to take you to the bathroom? She replied, no, I don't need you to because there's one right here. And she pointed to her bed. <laughs> I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed. Literally like, and figuratively. No, no. And no, again, I, I don't know if that's something where she was sleepwalking or, or, or doing oh, something unconsciously, I'd be, but... Uh, I, I'd be pissed. I'm so pissed. <laughs> Here's one that you wouldn't be pissed if you had a, uh, a good-looking female roommate tone. Says, I woke up to my roommate practicing her tap dancing, completely topless, with just underwear on her bottom half. She was two feet from my bed. No, I, that'd be all right. Be all right to wake up. Do you, do you need help dancing? Do you need a dance partner? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Shall we go clogging? It's like the Geico commercial. Right. You know, where we got a clogging problem, and these dancers above them. So. Moving on with uh, college roommate nightmares. Uh, this one truly is. I started spending the night at my boyfriend's room a few times a week. One time I came back to my room to find a piece of paper on my bed in crayon, of all things. My roommate wrote, I miss the sound of your breathing. She moved out shortly after. That, that's a bit much, you know. <laughs> it, it just made me think. I, I think this is probably the most appropriate. Like uh, one of my girlfriends when uh, we were... Uh, cuddling we'll keep this uh pg and friendly for parents don't have to answer so we were cuddling do what you will with that and uh her roommate which is a dude was like outside the door listening (laughs) did he did he have not my roommate but it's still it's just creepy that is creepy did he have a a cup to the to the door i don't i don't know like it's possible like like he was just right like when we were done and we left the room he was just like right outside the door like looking at the door with no tv on no music he wasn't looking at his phone he was just that's, and he's like oh i was just spacing off that is weird that is definitely no weird. like you could have even masked like he could have just turned on the tv and been on his phone would have not thought anything of it you know what i mean like he, he could have played that off smooth and nothing but instead it was like extra creepy <laughs> Moving on He's with cuddling, you know, it was just oh, yeah. That's all it was. Moving on with college roommate nightmares. Uh, again, this just goes to show how petty some people can be. You have user Sawyer twenty seven says, "I walked in one night to find her going through all my stuff and breaking things, all because she thought I stole her bath towel." 
Whoa. Yeah. That's like the story we did the other day where uh, a guy murdered his friend because he thought he stole his beanie. And then, of course, he realized that he just left it at another friend's house. Yep. And they're not friends no more because he killed one. (laughs) He's an idiot. (sighs) It's ridiculous. Well, speaking of ridiculous, with uh, college roommate uh, nightmares, of course, you know, you you get those who are just a little too lazy for their own good and apparently think uh, other creatures will be lazy as well. Creatures of the night. My roommates would rather climb over piles of trash in the kitchen than take them out. And when I noted that there were ants in their rooms, they shrugged and said, they'll go away when they get bored. Pretty sure ants don't get bored. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Don't worry, they'll go when they go. Uh, No, they're not. (laughs) Uh, Here's one that, uh, hey, might have been Adam. Says, my housemates had a party and I came in the next morning to find a bucket of vomit under the kitchen table. (laughs) Uh, I thought they had cleaned it up, but six months later we were moving out and guess what I found out on the balcony? The very same bucket of vomit. Yummy. Wasn't it Adam that puked in... uh the coffee pot yeah it was the first time he tried to chew didn't realize that you weren't supposed to swallow it swallowed it and then uh, found the nearest container he could find which was a coffee pot threw up in it put it right back onto the uh... (laughs) yep yep (laughs) good stuff (laughs) I vividly remember that whole night too which is crazy (laughs) I do too (laughs) right behind that old Chinese place in Carson Uh, And then finally, with uh, college roommate nightmares, here's one that kind of goes in the to the Tony book. Says my roommate during freshman year got drunk, peed herself, then blamed it on my emotional support dog. Does that sound familiar, Tone? Well, I've never peed myself. No, you've peed on the carpet. Able to get it out to pee. Like I'm the dude that'll pee on things, but never peed myself. So yes, but you have blamed it on the dog. Uh, I did, yeah. Yeah, they didn't. Uh, I don't think anyone bought that, though. No, no, not so no. much. <laughs> Folks, that does it for college roommate nightmares. When we come back, we are headed into the final segment of the show. Yes, it's time for this day in history. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Radio. Now back to the show. Well, we did it, folks. We made it to the end of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. Not before we drop a little knowledge on you. Hopefully make you laugh with this day in history. But it is Wednesday, November 18th. And if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Yes! <laughs> I was wondering what you were doing, Tone. I yeah, I wanted to flip my eyelid and be different. I didn't have a soundbite ready. It's... uh. You know, I totally jinxed it uh, 
Wait, remember you asked me, how are we doing the second hour? Oh, it's like Groundhog Day. It's the same day. Nope. It's not the same day. Not so you much. Still, you're smoothie. <laughs> well, folks, while you are over there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think. And tell your friends, because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. And Tony likes to share his smoothie with his carpet. So, uh, oh, man. But he doesn't really care for it all that much. <laughs> Being I that it is. not stain it. Yeah. Being that it is the final segment of the show, let's go ahead and drop a little knowledge on you. Hopefully, make you laugh at the same time. It is time for this day in history. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's this day in history with your correspondent on the beat, Christian Phoenix. Thanks, Siri. All right, kicking yeah, things Siri. off on this day in history. This day in 1497, Portuguese navigator Vasco da Gama reaches the Cape of Good Hope, which is the very tip of South Africa. And of course, you know, back those days, if you wanted to get to India, you wanted to be involved in the spice trade, you had to go the long way around. I didn't yep. envy those guys. Definitely not. You just had to hope. Well, you had to get to the Cape of Hope by just by giving it just the tip, you know, just... just <laughs> Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> do, do oh, think I actually had the standby for that one. Do you think when it's not going to work? Nope. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the way it's going for you today. Yeah. F it. <laughs> Speaking of which, do you think when they left, uh, you know, and they pulling up the anchor, they they pulled and prayed that uh, they were going to make it to their destination? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were. Okay. <laughs> Moving on this day in 1626, St. Peter's Basilica is consecrated, replacing an earlier basilica on the same site and becoming the world's largest Christian basilica. Of course, it is the centerpiece of Vatican City in Rome, where the Pope goes to work with his Pope hat. My only question is, is a basilica the same thing as a church, or is it different? And how is it different? Any knowledge there, Tom? Great question. No. I just had my my little phase of uh, of religion. That was like that year or two. Yeah, yeah. And yours was uh, less of the traditional, more of the new wave of uh, Christianity. Yeah, mine was new wave. Yeah. Where you it go was to cool man? Hey, you go to church with a hot blonde girl, and they're playing Van Halen. You're going to church. <laughs> it's just how it goes. Hey, okay. yeah. You, you you do crazy things for love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a long time of it. I'm sure you guys loved all that version of Tony. <laughs> this day in 1865, Mark Twain publishes Celebrated Jumping Frog of Calaveras County. I'm not familiar with that one. Are you, Tone? No, I, I'm i very shocked about it. Because when you say Mark Twain, I definitely think of, uh, you know, Virginia City and then northern nevada because he had a lot of roots and ties out there he and, did and uh, yeah it's not one not one that uh, is familiar yeah. with me books like huckleberry finn um yeah. you know the celebrated jumping frog of calaveras county maybe not one of his more well-known works Moving on, this day in 1872, suffragette Susan B. Anthony is arrested by a U.S. deputy marshal and charged with illegally voting. Apparently, she was recently spotted in Georgia, Michigan, and uh, Pennsylvania as well. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get no, uh, Susan B. Hey, there. but don't worry, we're gonna we're gonna we'll fame her on a dollar coin. We'll make a dollar coin with her on it. Yeah, and if you still have those dollar coins, I think they're collector's items at this point. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this day in 1916, British General Douglas Haig finally calls off the first battle of the Somme in World War I after more than one million soldiers had been killed or wounded. 
That is a lot of soldiers just dying in battle unnecessarily. Man, it's crazy. You think like, well, war is obviously never good, but you think about the old days with all the wars and just, uh, I think it was recent with D-Day. Like they took the time to actually put the little outlines of where they, where bodies would be just to give the, a visual scope of what it was like. And it's just insane. Insane. Yeah. And back then, you know, they were fighting in trenches and, and I mean, just some of the imagery to come out of those is, is terrifying. Yeah, and I know that's not how war is nowadays. It's usually sneak attacks and things of those natures. It's more stealthy, but back then, man, it was front lines. It was like... Yeah, yeah. Scary. Would not want to live through that. No. This day in 1926, George Bernard Shaw accepts the Nobel Prize for literature but refuses the prize money, saying, I can forgive Alfred Nobel for inventing dynamite, but only a fiend in human form could have invented the Nobel Prize. Hmm. I guess beggars can be choosers. Yeah, I guess. Jeez. (laughs) This day in 1928, Walt Disney's Steamboat Willie is released, and it's the first Mickey Mouse sound cartoon. Um, And I think that sound cartoon is is, uh, um, important because I think he had an appearance before that that wasn't Steamboat Willie. Um, uh, Some of our Disney fans will have to chime in, let us know uh, how that actually panned out. Steamboat Willie is a famous one, Um, and they even use it to this day as... uh, Right before a Disney movie, typically, that'll be the little intro. will be him doing that. The little whistle, spinning the wheel. It's real quick. Yeah. I don't know if they do it for Disney animation films. Uh, it's not like before every Disney movie, but I think it's for the actual Disney animated ones. Yeah, yeah. Not the Pixar movies. Pixar's, you not get the Pixar, lamp that... No, Pixar's the little bouncing lamp, yeah. Yep. Uh, here's a guy who continued to break barriers this day in 1949. National League batting leader with a... Point three four two average. Jackie Robinson wins the National League MVP, which again at that time was just unheard of. Yeah, if you and you if you want to see a good biopic pick uh, on him, man, that movie Forty Two starring Chadwick Boseman, fantastic movie. Yep, fantastic. Here's an actor. Actually, it's strange. Haven't mentioned his name in years, and of course, his name comes up twice in one show. This day in 1959, Ben-Hur, directed by William Wyler and starring Charlton Heston, premieres in New York City and, of course, is the Academy Award winner for Best Picture the following year in 1960. Two Charlton Heston references in one day. Who would have thought? Crazy. Yeah, I definitely would not have thought that, you damn dirty ape. <laughs> you have damn Jews! Damn Jews all the hell! I have to pry it from my cold, dead hand. Moving on, here's something that uh, Lacey would probably be familiar with. This day in 1978, in Jonestown, Guyana, 918 members of the People's Temple are murdered or commit suicide under the leadership of cult leader Jim Jones. That Jim Jones, man. Double J. (laughs) Stab you with a knife. Yeah, just people blindly following a leader. Wait, did you uh, say Jim Jones? Jim Jones. Jimmy Jones. <laughs> Uh-oh. Ruh, 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 reggie. Pop culture kaboom. Check it out on Sundays. <laughs> Whoa, man. I was going to play the Inception button there. And, of course, it's not name. working. But That's a pretty common name, though. Yeah. Speaking of uh, cult leaders, this day in 1980, Heaven's Gate 
film directed by Michael Cimino, starring Chris Christopherson and Christopher Walken, premieres one of the biggest box office bombs ever. Doesn't say how much money it made, but uh, I mean, those were two big names of 1980, and surprisingly, Redfish, Bluefish, Yellowfish. I, I can't do it like Ryan did, but. Like he was, a, he had a good walk in his Christopher Walken was spot on. It was so good. <laughs> Let's see, uh, Christian. Uh... Here's one that uh, I know you remember. This day in 1993, WWF boss Vince McMahon is charged with steroid distribution. What? Mm-hmm. They were on steroids? No. What, brother? Yeah. I like all my guys jacked up and beat up. Yeah, I do. You weights, you get big old guns. Yeah, you do. Guess what? I lift weights. I don't have big old guns. No, no. I don't know. I don't know. You got to do a lot. I mean, you got to do a lot of uh, supplements, things like that, because that poop ain't natural. That's for damn sure. Yep. And then finally, this day in 1997, arguably their greatest album of all time, Metallica releases the album Reload. I'm just kidding. It wasn't their greatest, but <laughs> it was good. It was a good Reload, album. I but... mean, it wasn't as good as Load, but uh, Reload. Now, I hated those album covers. As you can, I've actually got those right. There's Reload right here, and there's Load right there. Yeah, and if you do yeah. some research into what the Load album cover actually is, you're going to be pretty grossed out. We'll just yeah. Leave it I there. wish they would like if they ever re-release all this. I hope they go back with the old font and just put like a bitching old school cover because they used to have really good covers up until the black album the black album was just it was black right and then you got load reload and then it kind of just the covers got lame for a long time death magnetic Um, had a pretty cool one yeah that one but definitely not uh hard or uh was it hardwired to self-destruct yeah last one yeah like fantastic album i mean album is great it's just the album cover is (laughs) And folks, we're headed towards the end of the show, but uh, not without a few holidays and literally just a few holidays. So we'll get through these pretty quickly. For instance, today is national. Have a party with your bear day. It's International Day for Tolerance. It's National Button Day. And of course, it's National Fast Food Day. So go out, get yourself a Big Mac and a Happy Meal. One more more day. It's National Knock Your Smoothie and Disappear During Your Segment Day. (laughs) Speaking of disappearing, we're disappearing till tomorrow. See you guys on Thursday. 